0: a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life.
2: Who are you? Let me just ask you that again. Who are you? Do you know that you are the M that I am? A poet, a stranger to yourself, a loner, a goddess, a rock star in your industry, a bozo on the bus just like the rest of us? Are you a seeker? Do you know that you are a spark of God? of a good relationship with intentions and goals is keeping in mind that the primary aim of setting and working towards those goals is to feel the way you want to feel. The external things we want to have and do and experience, those are your secondary goals, all of which will get you back to the whole cosmic point, experiencing your core desired feelings.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. We're broadcasting live from the beautiful Meditation Museum in the nation's capital. We are approaching end-of-the-year reports, and we can't believe we are looking at hundreds of events this year. Wow, what a great team, what a great staff, and just what a great community and area to be in service to. So thanks to everyone. ...who continues to keep us on our toes and keeps us thriving and keeping us wanting more, wanting to be more for you and for ourselves as well. I hope today finds you well and you're in a space and a spirit of compassion, empathy and kindness... And you're looking for ways to be creative about that. As you all know, I've been really happy to be a part of John Legend's and Tay Day Prince's new video shoot called Love One Another. So look out for that track to be released on Valentine's Day. And join the Love One Another Challenge, whether it's a church, university, school, office, family, business, whatever it might be. Let's wave our hands in the air and show our signs of love to one another. So for more information, just go to our America Meditating Facebook or Twitter account and be a part of what we think is a beautiful way to amplify our interest in not only the congregation or in universities, in offices, in homes, but just in our own lives, that it's time for us to really get up and celebrate artistically how we feel about ourselves and each other. People are getting tired of hearing words anyway. People want to dance their way to liberation in life. (laughs) <laughs> and they want to sing their way to liberation and life. So give it a try. So look out for the Love One Another Challenge on any of your social media outlets. And if you have any more information, just shoot us an email, and we'd be happy to guide you as best as possible. Today, I'm privileged to welcome Angela Matemoja, who is an award-winning actor, writer, and director. Angela is known for her role in Tyler Perry's The Single Moms Club and in Something Like a Business with Kevin Hart. Angela has also appeared on How I Met Your Mother, Bosch, Castle, Don't Trust the Beat, mm. And The Normal, among others, she also stars in her indie feature film called Elevate, which you have to see, which she wrote, directed, produced, and was acquired by Gravitas Ventures. Elevate first gained momentum on the film festival circuit, picking up numerous awards, including the Golden State Film Festival's Best Inspirational Feature Film and the Silver Screen International Festival's Best Feature Film. Angela has received awards for her feature film directorial debut efforts, including Female Pioneer Award at the Downtown Los Angeles Film Festival, Best Director at the Rainbow Umbrella LGBTQ Film Festival, and Best Leading Actress at the Accolade Global Film Competition. She was nominated for an NAACP Award and picked up top honors at numerous festivals for her short films, The Encounter, The Untimely Concurrence, And today it gives me privilege, really a great privilege, to welcome Angela to the air. Angela, help me with your last name. It's Matamocha?
3: Yes, Matamocha.
0: Matamocha. I like that. It should be a song. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Congratulations
0: on you allowing your spirit to bring out the kind of work and stuff that you're doing now. You must be feeling like you're in your groove, right? Like the stuff that's coming out of you has been amazing.
3: Oh gosh, yes. Thank you so much. Um, most days, yes, I absolutely feel like I'm in my groove. Uh other <laughs> days still trying to find my groove, it feels like.
0: <laughs> well, that's life, isn't it? So tell us a little bit about yes, your backstory. Is. Right? Let our listeners learn a little bit more about Angela and you know, where she's come from and what actually inspired your interest in acting, filmmaking, and the arts. The reason why I'm asking this, and my producers know it, I've become so awakened, Angela, to this particular area, being on my path of spirituality for 30 years and, you know, just being there for hundreds of thousands of people for 30 years and everyone looking up to you to be the perfect embodiment of whatever that is. My heart now Mm. is saying, then just sing, just go singing. Why don't you go act and play a part that you never would have played? And I've been so curious, mm. Angela, to know more about it. So could you
3: tell me a little bit about you? Yes, yes, that's beautiful. Absolutely. I guess I should start. You know, when you uh, speak about backstory, I came to the states when I was, I believe, seven years old, and uh, my father is from South Africa. And my mom is from the former Soviet Union, Russia, which is also where I was born. I was born in Kiev. So straight out the gate, I would say, arriving in America, I kind of realized that I, or I felt, you know, as a child, when you're speaking another language, have a different skin color, that I didn't really fit in. So I think in that way, I was informed just by sort of not fitting in. And I think that sort of forced me to... Learn how to be in this world in a way that would work for me. Um, I don't know if it was necessarily Mm -hmm. fitting in, but at least a way to feel that I fit in. And for me, that was the art. That was always the Mm -hmm. art. That's where I felt like, okay, this is where I go. This is my lane, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. How much of a millionaire would you be? When each time you tell someone you're half Russian and half South African, and you see their eyes go, "What?
1: <laughs> how did that happen?"
3: <laughs> oh my gosh! And I, I will tell you that is something that I will I'm gonna work on in the future. I I don't know exactly what that will be, but I do want to create a story about my mom and my dad, and just sort of how they came to be. It's a very crazy really but yeah it's interesting for sure I don't know any other people that have my background outside of my sisters you know
0: (laughs) no that's that's a rare one so there's a lot of talk about the role of media in shaping our perceptions and do you believe filmmakers really really must have a social responsibility especially in the times that we're in now
3: I mean, for me personally, I that's vital for me. I can't say what, you know, what's important to other people. But for me, that's the main reason I even make films. And literally, that is, you know, the tagline for my production company is cultivating a culture of compassion one story at a time. So every story I tell, that is always the goal. I'm not one to go make a... Um, a horror movie. You know, not to say that people don't enjoy them, but ah, gosh, to me, there's enough fear already in the world. I'm not interested in creating more.
0: Right, right. But the thing is, haven't you noticed, though, and maybe it's just me, you can only watch so many feel-good conscious films. Sometimes you want a little bit of James Bond, you want a little bit of Black Panther, you know, you want a little bit of And it just stimulates your sense of life. But we have built a culture in Hollywood, in particular, of a culture of violence in the media and a culture of a lot of sexual exploitation. So when you're in an industry where 90% of the leaders in that industry only think violence and sex is the way to make movies, how do filmmakers like you survive, Angela?
3: That's a very good question, and it's very true and is the reason why I'm an independent filmmaker. It's mm-hmm. a trickier road to navigate, but at the end of the day, I have the final say-so of what stories I put out into the world. If I don't want violence, I don't put violence in my film, which I don't. If I don't want, you know, sexuality, I don't have that either. So because I'm an independent filmmaker, I am able to do that. It's a little bit different when you're offered, say, you know, to direct, and, you know, big dollar signs are aligned with this script, and, you know, plenty of people get caught into that trap because you want to make a living as well. So it is tricky, you know? Do you make a movie that you know will make money, even though you don't necessarily, you know, it's not aligned with your own core beliefs, or do you do what I do and struggle? And, but, but, but be proud and feel really good about, you know, the stories that you're impinging upon the world, so to speak, you know?
0: Right. I might be off keel here, but, you know, remember when Oprah was going through what she went through with own at the beginning where it was maybe make it or break it. And Tyler Perry comes into the picture, brings some of his shows to the network and shifted the whole dynamics of that. So, is there some sort of, a, you know, exchange? Is there that we need to find a way to communicate spirituality in a way that can still be entertaining and yet not make us struggle all the time to keep telling people, peace and love, man. You know, peace and love. I
3: know. Gosh, and Oprah and her own network is such a beautiful example of that. Example. And I just mm-hmm. love Oh my gosh, I just love what she does. And we need more Oprahs, you know, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. She's one. She's one out of how many networks, you know? She's one. Yes.
0: Yes, this is so true. So now you've got a feature film called Elevate, and it intertwines stories between people who must fight to overcome their struggles with homophobia, food, addiction, and racism. Can you share with our listeners a lot about the film and why it was so important to tell such a story? Were you involved in areas of this particular genre or space of consciousness that you were saying, I need to bring some insight here because this is not what it is?
3: Yes, and it's so interesting. I had a friend, parents watch the film, and it was such a wonderful, wonderful response they had. And one of the things they took away with it was food addiction. They told him, I never realized food addiction was an addiction or it could be an addiction. So they said their eyes were opened by that. And that made me just feel so good because at the end of the day, that's what I do want to do. And hopefully, you know, it does come across to most people is just to open eyes, people's eyes, whether it is about uh, food addiction, racism, and obviously growing up the way I did Uh, Racism is a um, very—it's at the forefront of my mind, of my life, and had been. So I couldn't not write about that. And homophobia to me is sort of in the same lane. Any sort of bigoted perception that people have, I always want to shed light on that, and not just on the, you know, person that's suffering. But I felt in this film in particular, it was important to shed some light on the the father in this story who is a bigot and. Let's learn about him and why does he have these fears? What's his fear? You know, because at the end of the day, I think that's what it is. It's just fear of the unknown.
0: I don't know what it is How this fear paralyzes. It does. You know, this fear paralyzes our common sense.
3: And we
0: just become people we were not born to be. I just don't get it. I don't get it. So what makes a film great for you? I mean, are there certain qualities that will make a film better for you?
3: A lot of times I tend to like sort of um, I'm interested in kind of tragic stories. I don't know why. Like, I love a feel-good movie, but most of the time I'm fascinated by tragedy. And one of the reasons, I think, is because it just – Tells us so much about the human condition and what we're capable of and our strength. It, I don't know exactly why, but I do love a good tragedy. It's a weird thing to admit, but it's true, you know?
0: You know what? I bet a lot of people are going through similar things. They just don't have the courage to articulate or accept. You know, I am driven by, you know, tragic stories. <laughs> you know what I realized? Yes. I've listened to my playlist, and I started to realize about five years ago, why are the songs that I choose so deeply sad?
3: <laughs> right, like
0: right. They're always about like heartbreak or really wanting to be able to transcend this feeling. And I've often thought of myself as a happy-go-lucky person. But a few years ago, I went, why is it that my playlists are so deeply moving, like it's painful? And that was a big realization and a big liberation for me, too. So did you ever find out why stories that are a little bit tragic tend to percolate the way you want to write and direct stories?
3: I don't know why, but I think it's a little bit on, you know, what you're saying about, you know, your playlist. Same with tragic stories. I feel like it forces us to sort of get in touch with those deeper feelings, with those not-so-good feelings. I, too, am a very, like, you know, upbeat sort of person. But one of the reasons (laughs) I think I am is because I am able to go to these sort of darker places and, you know, be in touch with them. So in my filmmaking, I find, I don't know, that's what I like when I do let these characters go to these dark places and then allows us to see the other side of this place. And also I think it's interesting to watch a person get out of that place and what do they do to move towards the light from such a dark place, you know? It's sort of that you know, the the person that that overcomes, that overcomes their darkness, Mm -hmm. I think is what's fascinating to me. And then I think to show the light, you must first show, let's look into the darkness. What is that about? What's really going on, you know?
0: Yeah, I get that. That inspires me a lot, too. I think it makes it very real, and it gives us a lot more clarity as to how much resilience the human soul has, right? Isn't that what you feel? Yes,
3: Uh that's what it is. And also, you know, the endings aren't always so happy. I think a bittersweet ending is interesting as well because I find life is bittersweet, you know? We have sweetness that happens all the time, but there's, you know, life is not always, you know... Sweet. There's some bitterness there, and that's just reality for most people, you know.
1: And yeah, the okay. ups and
3: downs. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. life. You know, we don't have to have a smile on our face all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what stage you're on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah,
0: absolutely. I get that. I get that. You know, sometimes when we do receive awards it's sort of a validation of the work that we've done. And yes, at the moment you feel inspired and acknowledged and accomplished, but then you take home the award, you put it on you know, a shelf, and then your whole mm-hmm. spirit is like, but I'm so ready for more. So after yeah. receiving so many awards for your acting and directing, what would you say, though, has been your greatest achievement to date so far?
3: It's going to seem so silly, but often it's those little things. Someone IM'd me in my Instagram the other day, and I guess they'd seen the film and just said, thank you so much for what you do for the LGBT community. In my mind, I'm like, I don't do anything for this community, but I did make this film. So to me... I don't know, just to to move someone, to make someone feel like, you know, they matter or their voices are heard. That's like the biggest thing for me, you know, to enlighten people, to anytime I get messages like that, that's what really moves me. That's when I know, okay, I've done my job, you know, or at least I'm doing it to some extent that someone's getting value from it and, and they feel heard.
0: Well, you know, as Buddha says, it's the small things that will make us eventually transcend into mastership. So it's not all the big mm. actions we keep running after. It's those tiny moments and no. tiny snippets. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a journey. You've definitely come from a very diverse community and past and story. You know, what has been the most important lesson that you can say, I've learned this up until this point, like, This is one of the most powerful lessons that I've learned along the way of
3: the journey. I think for me, it's been to be true to who I am and uh, knowing that I'm enough and my story is enough, where I came from is enough, and that if I lean more into who I really am, the easier it is to navigate stories, to navigate the world, if you will, because If you lean into who you really are, only you have your perspective. Only you have your particular background. So in that, you're able to tell unique stories in your own way that no one else is going to be able to replicate or duplicate because there's only one of you, right? So I think that's been the biggest thing is just to know and trust me that I am enough. And the stories I tell, that I, that's enough, that only I can tell stories in my particular way because only, there's only one Angela Matsumoto that I know of. You know, There's only uh, <laughs> one of everyone. We're all snowflakes. <laughs> there's only one.
0: That's beautiful. I really love that. What's next for you? Do you have any new projects in the works?
3: Yes, I'm currently uh, working on my next film, which does have a little bit of my background in it. So the lead character is based on a younger version of me. So this is sort of a coming-of-age story of an immigrant girl trying to make her way um, growing up in Southern California.
0: Mm-hmm. And how's that coming along? And can I tell you, it's not that I'm, I'm not somebody that's totally against violence. I mean, I'll sit down and the whole staff and I will just enjoy 007 without no repercussions, our conscience are not going to go to sleep. Again, we need the balance of the story. I just feel like sometimes it's so overwhelming that I don't even remember what the story was when some of these movies do come out. You know, like, what was it? All I remember was the violence. I don't remember the purpose. And one thing I want to mention to you, let's start to add why it's important somehow write in characters that value moments of reflection or meditation and contemplation to find their next best thing. And I think Hollywood really needs to incorporate the value of meditation in their characters. I mean, I used to watch Scandal, and me and all my friends would come together, and we loved what was going on in the White House, right? And I said, gosh, Libby needs to come to the meditation museum and and just chill. She is way too stressed. And I could see that if I was a writer, I would have written that in, and that would have
3: been so powerful. Yes, yes. Right? Don't you think? No, I totally think. And it's interesting you say that uh, because in Elevate, the main character, she does have a sort of um, guru, if you will, that she follows. Mm -hmm. And she has her mantras that she says every day just to try to get through. So that's, you know, definitely based on my experience as well. You know, I've definitely gone through a journey of learning how to meditate, studying different mantras, different teachers, reading different books. And I think that is so valuable. I think more characters should do that. You know, it'll, it helps. It's very helpful. It will be great. I know. I think it's important. I can't. It's, It's, for me, it's vital. And I think for any person that is trying to create something, I know so much of my insights do come you know because of my meditation practice. Because if you ref- And when yeah, I'm not of course. Yeah. And if I'm not, you know, consistent in my practice, I feel it. I feel it.
0: Mhm. Yeah, you can feel the weight. So I'm going to give you a test paper before we finish our beautiful chit-chat with the way that America is right now with leadership both on the left and the right. <sighs> with the news between Fox, MSNBC, CNN, and all of these things doing, I don't even know what they're doing anymore. But with the world the way it is, and with with just America the way that it is, if you were to write a movie that would save humanity, how would that story go from your mind? How how would you put it?
3: Wow.
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
3: (laughs) Wow. Mm, we can breathe on that
0: one. hmm.
3: Ah, wow. Um, I don't know, but I think what would be beneficial would be to get these sort of two sides together and really see what's going on again underneath. What is this fear about? That everything right now is so fear based, and the society, our society, is latching on to this fear so i would love to get underneath the fear and let's unpack that what's there what what are you what what are we so afraid of you know i think that would be beneficial i I don't know the answer to that but my gut i just want to know what is this fear about can we look at what we're so afraid of and let's look into this darkness and see where in this darkness is light because there is light is there but it's covered with all this fear at the moment Does that make sense? Mm,
0: It does. And I love that too. And I've thought about this question a few times and I've said, you know what I would do? I would bring Mm. all those characters that seem to be on the offensive who are creating a lot of hell and torture and separating children and creating division and vice. I would make them start to have like a life or a birth that would be now the people on the other spectrum of what they uh, have put them yes. through,
1: <laughs> just to see yes. how they would
0: feel and what they would realize. You know that saying the American Indians tell you about walking the moccasins of another man to really know his story? Yes. I would do it like yes. that, like, come on, have oh, you any idea of that. what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I just well, thought it is, would that's be really...
3: beautiful because that's, that's what we lack is, is what you're speaking to is empathy, right? When we walk Mm -hmm. in someone else's shoes, then we can really feel what they're feeling and what they're going through. That's beautiful. It really uh, speaks to me about empathy, and that's what our culture is lacking right now. We don't have compassion. Bizarre. (laughs) Mm. And that's your lifestyle, too.
0: I mean, that's how you're living. That's how you're living. So listen, I would love to... um, If you're ever in the nation's capital, don't hesitate to come by. and Uh, Maybe we can do a screening of Elevate here and uh, let our community enjoy your work. And to be continued, whatever we can be of support, let us know. And we'd love to just keep following you and, you know, keeping up with you to find out what you've been up to and how God is blessing you.
3: Uh, thank you so much for having me, uh, Sister Jenna. I love uh, what you do. You've interviewed some incredible people, and it's, it's an honor to uh, speak with you today. So thank you so much.
0: Same here. Leave us with a website that our listeners can get a hold of you.
3: Absolutely. Uh, my last name, com, or uh, visit ElevateFilm.com, ElevateFilm.com.
0: Angela Matamocha, thank you so much. You're an angel. All the very best.
3: <laughs> thank you.
0: Take care. Many blessings. Bye-bye.
3: Peace and blessings.
0: So the unfolding of life continues. You just never know. It um, doesn't matter what kind of a background you're coming from. Are you willing to step up and stand up to, you know, your call, your call, What's wrong with living a life of empathy and compassion? It doesn't make you a wimp. It makes you powerful. Create your stories. Break out of your boxes and your molds. Start with your own story. Find a way in, in seeing how would you tell your story to the world, for the world to just share you or understand you, so that you can start to understand yourself. Look, for more information on Angela, please go to her website at Angela Mate Mocho and that's going to be spelled A-N-G-E-L-A, M-A-T-E-M-O-T-J-A dot com or go to her film, Elevate, which is the name of her film, dot com. So remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we really are here to love each other the same. So let's remember that. I don't care what anybody says. We really are here for that. And feel free to keep in touch and let us know what's on your mind. If there's anything that we can do to support you, if you're in need, Don't hesitate to give us a call so we can see if we can help you in whatever way possible. Here is Love, the Song of a Tiny Flower by Lucinda. Take care, everyone.
1: And one believe in power.